Welcome to ADHD SOS. We've heard your call, and don't worry, help is on the way. This is the only podcast that combines mindset skills, cognitive psychology, and the motivational pep talks you need to beat procrastination and achieve peak performance. Join me, your host and fellow ADHDer, Tina L., as we journey from SOS to smooth sailing. Welcome back, SOS Squad. Today, today we are talking about the problem with excitement. Okay, 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 I hear you on the other end saying, what on earth could be wrong with excitement? I mean, isn't excitement a good thing? Isn't it the thing that gets us to take action? Doesn't it give us the freaking dopamine we need to get into motion? Today, I'm going to share with you the reasons why excitement, the very thing you might think you have on your side, may actually be what's holding you back and what to do about it. But first, I want to ask if any of these scenarios sound familiar to you. You get super excited about a new hobby. You buy all the supplies, you read all the books, you go down the Reddit rabbit hole. But when it comes time to actually do the thing, you realize that the excitement is not there anymore. And you reluctantly put your box of new supplies in the graveyard of all of the other unused supplies. You think to yourself, ugh, will I ever be able to stick to anything? Or you have a great new idea. You're so excited. You tell everyone you know about it. This is the one. You can't stop thinking about it and how it will change your whole freaking life. Maybe it'll even change the world. Until, until it comes time to implement the idea. You realize the excitement is gone. So much so that you can't even remember why you cared about this thing in the first place. You think to yourself, ugh, will I ever be able to make anything happen? Or am I doomed to just be someone with a bunch of half-baked ideas? Or you meet a new romantic interest. Oh my god, you're so excited. They might just be the most amazing and special person you've ever met. The energy between you is off the charts. You want to spend every moment with them. You start imagining your life with this person, your whole freaking life. But after some weeks or months of infatuation, you start to notice things that annoy you. Conversations don't flow the same way. The energy feels flatter. Feels like the magic has faded already. And you think to yourself, Ugh, why does this always happen? Maybe I'm just meant to be single. If you've experienced anything like this, then you, my friend, may have been on a dopamine roller coaster. The beginning is thrilling, but the come down is awful. We get a high from making the plan, and then either the dopamine falls away and or overwhelm sets in and we get into paralysis. The result is almost always shame and disappointment in ourselves. But the truth is that our brains are wired for this exact dynamic, both the highs and the lows. It's the predictable result of an ADHD brain whose mechanics and chemicals are off balance, not 
a personal failing at all. Want to know an awesome ADHD hack? Become a follower of the show and new episodes will be served to you automatically when they become available. No need to remember to have to go looking for new episodes. Fresh survival strategies will be delivered straight to the homepage of your favorite player. On Spotify, click on the name of the show and click follow under the picture of me. And on Apple Podcasts, click on the name of the show, click on the three dots on the right-hand side and select follow. I can't wait for you to join the SOS squad. Let me explain the two main reasons why we are so predisposed to this big excitement and then big crash and burn dynamic. The first reason is dopamine. Dreaming and making plans is hugely dopamine producing. But once it becomes time for implementation, the dopamine is gone. So it makes sense that you get super excited during the planning phase and vastly less so when the rubber meets the road. The second reason is emotional dysregulation. We are prone to emotional extremes, huge excitement and huge disappointment. This is due to emotional dysregulation. Emotional dysregulation happens when we can't control our emotions despite our best efforts. Not only can we not control which emotions we have, but we can't control the intensity of them. And as a result, they're likely to go off the rails. So it makes sense that your excitement is through the roof and then your disappointment leaves you in a pit of despair. From this point of view, we can see that excitement is actually hijacking our brains, taking us on this emotional roller coaster ride and then leaving us to despair that we're flaky people. Well, then what do we do instead? Let's talk solutions. The first thing we can do when we get hijacked by excitement is to realize that this is how our brains are wired and notice the dynamic while it's playing out. We can allow the excitement to be there and also recognize that it's temporary and will almost certainly not last through to the implementation phase. We can predict that this cycle will continue to play out and decide to make only the most minimal upfront investments, both with our emotions, time, and money in this new exciting thing until after the excitement honeymoon phase is over. It's tempting, for example, to want to buy a whole new expensive videography kit when you decide that making videos is the new love of your life. Instead, knowing that ADHD brains are prone to this cycle, you might decide to earn your way to a full kit of gear by maintaining your interest over time. For example, you might decide, if I'm still excited about this in three months, then I'll get to purchase this additional piece of gear. You might do the same for a new business idea. Decide you'll grind it out for three months before you share that idea with other people. Or decide you'll test and prototype the idea with a super minimal budget for three months before stepping up your investment. The second thing we can do when we get hijacked by excitement is that we can create a soft landing for ourselves when the excitement inevitably fades. We can recognize that there is not something flawed about us, nor the idea, project, or client that we were originally excited about. We can accept the emotional drop with some grace. 
We can decide not to make it mean something about who we are. We can decide not to make it mean something about our integrity or our potential. And the third thing we can do to keep excitement from holding us back is to expect for the excitement to fade and decide what we'll do when it happens. If you want to let the thing go and you don't have anyone obligating you to stick with it, like a boss, for example, then by all means, let it go. But if you want to stay the course after the excitement fades, then there are things you can do and you should do to keep your brain in the game. All brains need dopamine to stay motivated and focused. Generally speaking, neurotypicals have a resting pool of dopamine that makes even boring and tedious tasks intrinsically motivating. That's lucky for them. That presents a problem for us, though, because almost all projects include some boring and tedious elements to them, especially over time. Without that resting pool of dopamine, it's up to us to create dopamine for ourselves. So let's say you've just experienced this whirlwind of excitement. Now the honeymoon phase is over and you're having trouble keeping your brain in the game and your eye on the prize. You have all the best intentions of sticking with it, but the dopamine just isn't there. That's when you can bring in NICUP, N-I-C-U-P. This mnemonic is the recipe for dopamine in ADHD brains. The N stands for novelty. How can you do this thing in a new way? This doesn't have to be radical. Maybe it even just means that you change location. So you work in a coffee shop instead of at home. Maybe it means you start voice dictating instead of typing on your laptop. Maybe it means you focus on a different aspect of your idea or a new project within the same hobby. The I is for interest. How can you make this thing in a more interesting way? Maybe you explore some tangential curiosity related to the same idea or hobby. Maybe you give yourself daily challenges or use constraint by limiting your tools and see what you can come up with then. Maybe you tack on something that helps keep your brain engaged, like a podcast or an audiobook, while you do some tedious aspect of the project. C is for challenge. How can you add challenge to the idea or project? Maybe you move to a more advanced level of your interests or hobbies so that your brain stays engaged and stimulated. Maybe you challenge yourself to do something uncomfortable or unfamiliar like giving a public talk or a workshop about your idea. And the U is for urgency. How can you add urgency to the project or idea? Maybe you set deadlines for certain milestones. For example, you decide what you want to achieve within a given amount of time and you invoke urgency to get it done by then. Maybe you time box your work. Maybe you set a timer and only work for the allotted time. This can help you keep moving at a good pace, which can keep the work more interesting while helping you avoid getting hamstrung by perfectionism. And P is for passion. How can you increase your passion for the idea or project? Maybe you find ways to make it more personal. Maybe you delve into the why of the project. Why does it really matter for you to do this? Why is it deserving of your limited focus and time on this earth? So when the excitement fades, which it will, we can take charge of the situation by invoking the characteristics of NICUP novelty, interest, challenge, urgency, and passion. 
And now it's time for the rescue recap. When it's sink or swim, remember these key takeaways. All right, SOS squad, let's break this down so that excitement does not stand in our way anymore. Excitement is a fun feeling to have, but it's temporary. And when it fizzles out, we're likely to be left with a graveyard of half-started tasks and projects. And worse than that, we're likely to be ashamed and disappointed in ourselves. We're likely to feel demoralized and like people who just can't stay the course. Ugh. This is in large part due to dopamine dysfunction. Our brains are hungry for dopamine and new projects and ideas provide that. Whereas in the implementation phase, especially when it's boring or tedious, ugh, there's no dopamine there. Emotional regulation, a core feature of ADHD, also explains why we feel emotional extremes. The excitement provides an extreme high that can drive our frenzied action at the beginning of something new, while the despair can send us into a dark hole of inaction when the excitement inevitably wears off. So how do we stop this madness? First, we can recognize that this is the dynamic that happens in our brains and decide to minimize losses by limiting our investment of time and money until the honeymoon phase of excitement has worn off. The second thing we can do to stop the madness of the excitement crash and burn is to give ourselves compassion. This is a tough roller coaster to be on. And just because you've had a ride on this roller coaster, doesn't have to mean anything about you or the object of your excitement. This is just how our brains work. We can decide to be accepting and to be kind to ourselves about it. And the third thing we can do to stop the madness of the excitement crash and burn cycle is to recognize that we need dopamine to stay focused and motivated. So when the excitement inevitably fades, we can bring dopamine back into the project or activity on purpose through NICUP, novelty, interest, challenge, urgency, and passion. So here's the question I want to leave you with for this week. Think of something that you're currently excited about. You have that thing in your mind right now? Okay, good. When the excitement wears off, what can you do to intentionally create dopamine around that same activity? How can you add novelty, interest, challenge, urgency, or passion so that your brain stays focused and motivated to stay the course? I am rooting for you and I love you. SOS Squad, over and out. Do you have a question about ADHD or an issue with productivity that you'd like to hear discussed on the show? I would love to throw you a lifeline. Send your SOS message to ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. That's ADHDSOSpodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you.